0: If you are sitting at home next to your radio, you're hearing the music faster than you
1: are if you're in the hall. Listening for the secret, searching for the sound. This is The Sound Podcast with Ira Haberman.
2: Throwing your hands back from ALO's latest release, Silver Saturdays, out now on Brush Friar Records wherever you listen or purchase music. Silver Saturdays marks the ninth full-length album for ALO, a band that has been pretty much in this form for 25 years now. And while that certainly feels like a long time, I don't get the impression that the boys or their fans are going to let up anytime soon. I had the great pleasure of catching up with guitarist Dan Lebo Lebowitz, bassist Steve Adams, keyboardist Zach Gill, and newcomer drummer Ezra Lip, who actually has been in the band now for five years, replacing David Brogan. We talked about making the new record, jam pop music, and much more. Let's start with Ezra because that's a good jumping off point. Was it, I mean, these guys are far from intimidating. They're actually the exact, if if you looked up intimidating, they would be the antithesis of intimidating in a, in a, in a dictionary. What was it like joining these guys who had been together for so long and sort of knew the um, sort of knew the shorthand and how to talk to each other and how to get along?
3: Um, what was it like joining that? Um, well, I would say, honestly, it was, it was a pretty, natural fit from the get-go um I, I definitely had had history with um you know playing with with Lebo and Steve a bunch for years leading up to that and even even like you know for the for the 10 years prior or so um there'd be times that I would sit in with ALO on percussion and you know kind of ran in the similar musical circles and so I I'd say we actually shared a lot of you know, commonality as far as a musical language and, and, um, ethos, um, that's certainly grown and deepened, but, um, but really I'd say it like felt pretty, pretty good right away, despite, you know, having big shoes to fill with Dave Brogan being an exceptional, uh, member of the band. Lebo, Silver
2: Saturdays, um, marks 25 years. It's your ninth record. Is it when you think back on it? Is it is it a bunch of experiences? Are there are one or two or five that stand out over the course of the last twenty five years? What 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 is it that has kept the band together? I imagine it is those experiences that have kept you guys together.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like
2: it's like it's like almost like one big experience,
4: you know, with a lot of little points to it. As you can imagine, and it's funny with the twenty-five thing because it's it's a hello. The name is twenty-five years old, but Zach, Steve, and I were playing for a whole like probably ten years or so, almost before that, you know. So, oh, wow. and and to me, I don't even see any delineation with it. Like to me, it started in in uh, eighth grade, basically is when it started for me, you know what I mean? So it's just this big long thing, and uh, and um, and yeah, there's totally like like points I can think of at any given time you know like and they're sort of like in different categories and things part part, one of them of course would be like personnel change you know what i mean or a name change or something like that um and so obviously the most recent one was the one we were just talking about with ezra joining and it's it really has just to kind of pick up where ezra left off it, it really has been a really natural fit and 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 coming out of the fact that Dave Brogan was like a brother to us too. We'd been with him for so long and, you know, did so much kind of creative work together. It wasn't like we were just out on the road playing songs. Like we wrote together and all these kinds of things. So, so it was a kind of a weird, like when he left, it was like, Oh, it's going to happen. And as came in and it, it's just totally natural, like totally natural. And, and really, I feel like now the band's in, in such a cool point too, where we're like, in a way, we've like settled into to what's what's comfortable for us. But then, when you bring someone like Ezra in, he kind of injects a whole new thing too that invigorates it. So that's kind of, I'd say, that's the big uh, the big uh, defining point of this era.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve, when you look back at recording this record at Sun Machine Studio in Marin County. The gathering of the vibes, the gathering of the three of you, and of course Ezra. Let's let's stop there. That will be the last time I'll say the three of you and Ezra. Um, <laughs> was it was it already? Did you already have a sense that this was going to be a special, uh, special session that you were going to be able to knock it out of the park and and contribute each of you individually and then together? W- was that feeling there right
1: away? I, it kind of was. It was kind of like creeping up to the point of it happening but what I what sort of made it feel like it was going to be something special was that the anticipation I know Ezra was very excited to make a full-length record with with us and it, it would be his first um so that that kind of like that little anticipation and excitement was one element that kind of was getting us excited and um as like the demos sort of started circulating like the songs were sounding really cool and We've been playing some of them live, so we were like already kind of excited to like get in the studio and like record these in like, you know, great recording environment. And then, uh, so the songs were coming together and we were all sort of contributing, people were sort of writing even as we were like leading up to the session, like um, a couple songs kind of came in at the last minute that were kind of cool, uh, very cool. And then, uh, and then I think also like the planning of the actual studio time, like once we were, we saw the pictures of this studio and we're like, oh, this place is awesome. But then once you're there, you're like, oh wait, this place is really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we had like a buddy who like sort of volunteered to come and film and like that totally like fell into place. We had a, another friend that we hired to cook for us. So like all these pieces were just like falling in into place. And um, I think all the way all that just happens so smoothly and naturally I think it made it, it just lined it up to like, make it feel like it was going to be a great experience. And we spent, yeah, two week, two full weeks separated by a month about, but two week sessions. Um, and they, it was just like exciting. It was like really fun to be in there and making music. We were all in the same room and just everything felt great about it. So it, it was con- affirming like each step of the way. Zach this band has mastered the jam pop sound
2: and I don't know if that's uh, a real term or something that you guys coined on your own but it's certainly evident in your music since day one that that's sort of been a very um, large part of the sound do you know that that's what you're going for each time out Zach is that something that you think about when you're when you're creating these songs that it needs to sound like an ALO song, otherwise it's going to sound so different from from anything else.
5: I think we we have an idea, and it's probably a little bit different for each of us about what we think an ALO song should sound like, you know. And I and I think we we all make a point to not bring songs into the group that we don't think are ALO songs, but inevitably we end up with songs that don't always fit uh, for various reasons. And I think that's because. In order for the band to grow, you got to try new things, right? So that there's that's got to be an element, you know. In order for to satiate what people like about you, you don't want to change it so much that um, it feels unrecognizable. Uh, So I think it's always a balance, you know. With ALO, there's you know obviously four strong personalities that amazingly get along. I mean, we all are, you know, for how different we can sometimes be in our tastes, we're all like more or less like not super far off you know from where we you know how we all grew up and whatnot um but i apologize for being a little late I god i was immersed and wait till you see what i was doing
2: (laughs) (laughs) um you know when when the other three go into the studio there's not a lot for them to schlep over when you go into the studio what happens do you have to take a bunch of keyboards with you what happens or or does the studio sort of create the well the, the, the it is a big thing because I mean partial part of the thing with the
5: Sun Machine studio was that they had a nice piano and a nice b3 and a nice Wurlitzer and a nice Prophet um they had and a Mellotron and even things I didn't end up using but uh that's part of the thing but it is a bit of a Right now I'm just like, God, I got all these keyboards set up and it's a real, uh, it's slightly torturous to I get all excited about which ones I'm going to bring on the road. And then I remember that I have to move them and <laughs> then
2: it gets <laughs> super daunting. I'm sure the guys in the band are happy to help you move things around. They have been very
5: helpful over the years, but I, and these guys have moved
2: uh, busted Rhodes pianos and
5: B3s and all sorts of things. Everybody's more excited about it on the first day <laughs> the crew included the crew included some people yeah people start being like are you sure that's really the tone that you have to have like you can't just go with the,
4: the. that's actually an interesting point in music in general i think live music is sort of the idea of uh, diminishing returns where like it, okay in your super ideal world you'd have your whole palette there But then at a certain point, you have to sort of manage that palette, not even just physically setting up, but even like mentally, sometimes with all the options out, um, it can actually ends up being diminishing returns. And I know I bet you're the same way, but it's a big ebb and flow for me where I'm like bringing stuff in and then I'll usually hit some point where it's like the diminishing returns and I'll shed a bunch of stuff and then bring more stuff in and shed. And it's it's been going yeah, on since seventh grade. <laughs>
5: totally. I mean, and I wonder, I mean, I think it sometimes it for, for me, it feels a little bit like um, a similar thing to like art in general, where like you, you think you're inspired by something. And so this is what you need to do. And then at some point, it's not the thing anymore. And it's like, I, I trip out on how oftentimes you look at like an artist, a painter, like a filmmaker or a musician. And like the thing they're most excited about is not the thing that like the public was most excited about, you know, which for me feels like that whole thing, like you're following the inspiration and you, you know, for the perfect tone and you might like shoot past the perfect tone or at least what the audience feels like is, cause you're just in this, like, you know, you're uh, we're just all, you know, shooting stars or whatever we are, you know, tr- uh, towards some destination, I hope, you know, but maybe the point is just to stay in orbit, you know, and sometimes you got to shed stuff and then regain stuff and, you know, it's yeah.
2: It's an interesting point. Do do each of you comment when things get too heady when there's when, when there's too much in the mix? I mean, you're playing live off the floor, so it's difficult probably to communicate that as you're playing the song, but is, is there any point where you say, Okay, enough of the bongos, Ezra? Like enough, like we get it. You play you play percussion too, like we get I like- feel
3: like I'm pretty tasteful on the bongos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if that has been an issue, but I don't know. Maybe you got guys, now's the time to
4: tell me. I think it's, noti- it's noticeable when we're working on an album where we're all throwing ideas out and then there'll be times where, you know, like kind of what we we're just talking about, you're like chasing a, an idea or, or a, you know, which is sort of like a strand, you know, and you're just, you're following it and you kind of have to follow it to find out. But sometimes other people get to the point first where they're like, I think we should stop this. <laughs> Whereas, like personally, sometimes you might be like still searching for something you're hearing. But I would say on the flip side, live, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like it's very personal live. Like, especially it's it's at least for me, it feels pretty. I don't you, I can't think of times where I feel like you guys are doing like too much or have too many things with you or stuff like that. For me, it's just like where I want to ride a place where like where I've got a, a you know sort of a range of things I can work with, but that I'm never distracted by them. Where I'm just like they're just part of me, and as soon as one thing distracts me then that's the diminishing return you know
2: i I guess at this point the catalog is so well known to you that you can sort of soar and take off and 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 muck around a little bit and sort of know where you're going but with these new songs even though you've played some of them live that experience is probably going to be a new right and and when you go on tour with with these new songs and add them to the set list like it's going to be a little bit different until
1: you until you wear these songs a little bit more I think we'll probably maybe even re- end up rearranging some stuff because one thing sounds good on a record, but live, you might want a little something different to the last point, last little conversation. I, I think there's like, you know, for us, there's a lot of freedom and there's, there's more or less minimal micromanaging. Um, and I think like when we're writing together and we're recording together, that's when it, like Libo said, that's where you kind of get like a little more in, in the weeds with stuff and you're maybe suggesting things to each other. But I think there's this, like, general trust among each other that we're making good decisions. And, like, the guys trust me that I know what a good baseline is. And I trust Lebo, you know, similarly and all that. So I think that's that sort of helps. Um, it also makes it very, like, groupy. It's not, like, one person's vision that's sort of directing. It's very, like, yeah, four parts, four heads.
2: Yeah. It's
1: very democratized that way. I mean,
2: and and I'm curious, Zach, from from your POV, because you know you put out solo records. Um, is it a is it a completely different experience where you sort of are at, not at the mercy, but you are working with three other people as opposed to what it's like when you're recording uh, your own record? Yeah, it's a it's a pretty
5: different experience. You know, I, and even, but even making my own records, each one's like a little different. I mean, I, th- I think they're all the same in that. Like you got some songs and some ideas in ALO it well, and It's like, it, I, I, you know, sometimes I'm like um, I suppose like where my, I have more, I, and I think probably this is the same for everybody. Um, I get so excited about ideas, like other people's in my own. I just like, I sometimes want to fucking like explode. I'm so excited by them. And so sometimes that that's too much, especially in a band situation. Yeah. And so I, I find myself in ALO maybe pulling back a lot, you know, like because there's just more – because i sort of just like waiting to see what's going to happen. And maybe at times it wasn't always like that, but um, I, I feel like in ALO I use more restraint. Uh, and then in my solo stuff, uh, that's not the case. Although randomly sometimes you end up using restraint in your solo stuff too because the space – leads to that so I you know it's all it's all I kind of think it's all reactive to the situation I think what Steve said like ideally you're just trusting the people you're making music with and everybody's goal is the same and we were on a a slack we were texting each other earlier you know talking about rehearsal and you know Ezra brought up like oh new songs like there's you know every you know since we recorded I've been I've been sort of wanting to get back into the studio right away after this record although, but I sense uh, it could be an overwhelming task, but there's just was so much, it was so fun being in the studio and it felt like we were kind of like starting to crack a code that maybe um, a sort of band, you know, I I was like, what if I, you know, in my mind I'm like, there's the everybody bringing in the individual songs and then there's the like everybody creating songs all together all at once, which is a more laborious process, but I feel like could be more rewarding And, you know, sort of eager to try that out. But that's, you know, that only works when everybody's like, oh, I, you know, everybody's got great ideas. It's almost like when you don't have any ideas, that's what you do.
4: We used to do that more, I feel like. If you look back to albums like Sounds Like This and even probably Roses and Clover and albums like that, there's a lot more uh, like group written songs. But the last two records have been like everybody brings in their songs and kind of teach them and we we arrange together and sometimes suggest something here and there but it's definitely more yeah more like individualized songwriting
2: you can tell on this record that you guys are having fun in the studio like it's not it's not just you know a a lot of people do find it laborious to have to go into the studio especially a band you know that is so good live and performs so much live that going into the studio i mean we know we all know that you know bands that we listen to sucked in the studio or or weren't quite as good in the mm-hmm. studio as they were live but it doesn't feel that it was so laborious it feels like there's a lot of camaraderie it feels like there's a lot of movement and it feels like you guys are really having a good time it, is 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 that the case is it was it really that much fun and and if so why not get in there back in there as quickly as zach suggested libo Time,
4: (laughs) right? I think we all want to go back in the studio. The hardest part is like, you got to play shows too. And then, and everyone does other stuff too. You know, it's not like we're all ALO all the time. That's, that's one of the, when you asked way earlier, like the beginning of this interview, like uh, about the elements that have kept our band together. I I would say that that is is actually a marked element in our existence in that I think that it's kept us together, but it's also potentially held us back, to be honest. You know, like it's like both like like we've never hit that threshold of of like having to like explode and go different directions. But at the same time, we never have enough time together. So so we we all have I think we we have a vision for our band that's sometimes hard to realize. But but it's also what keeps it going. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. It's like we're not turning the watts up to burn the bulb out. But we're also, you know, we, we only give it, we give it enough to keep it going forever. You know what
3: I
2: mean? Yeah. The other good thing, I guess, about, about having different projects to work on, whether it's solo work or other bands or what have you, or other collaborations, is that you get to show your friends these new things that you've picked up every time you're in the studio, every time you go back on tour. Steve, is that... Absolutely. Is that kind of what happens? Like, it's a show and tell every time you guys get back together?
1: I definitely... I remember, like, the... Um, when that all that's first started happening on like a bigger level where like Zach was playing with Jack and I was out with Nikki Bloom and Lebo was playing with Phil Lesh. Like, I remember like once all those like bigger experiences started happening, we'd get back together and there was like tons to share and we all learned from those other bands and we would bring that into ALO. And um, yeah, for sure. Like it really, it makes you like a, like a, like a greater musician I would think like to have that kind of experience. So yeah, in a way, it made a little stronger. Yeah,
4: dude, totally. Like, like just to curtail on that, like if like I don't notice it for myself, but I totally notice it with you guys. Like when we come together after not being together, which is what we're actually about to do because we have rehearsals this coming week to start the tour, and we haven't played together in a while. And every time I'm like, you, you guys all do something that some things that have like you've changed in good ways because because you. Cause you we're all very active in music. Even if we're not together, it's, it's guiding our whole
2: lives. Uh, tour D'Amour kicks off next week. Uh, who makes the set
3: for each night?
2: Who Who's in charge of set lists?
3: Well, we started this thing on the last tour where we kind of nominate a, uh, a set list captain for a night or maybe a weekend or different captains throughout a, a weekend of a run. So, you know we used to and it's still really collaborative and and we used to kind of all you know kind of put four heads together and it would go through many revisions and drafts and then change like you know five minutes before we're supposed to start the show and our our crew, crew guy is like reprinting set lists and, and it still is like that in a sense but at least like one person kind of uh oversees the whole thing to make it happen um but then everyone still has like input and it kind of Gets you know filtered through through all of us before the uh it, it, it goes to print, but it's I think we all enjoy it, so it's a, it's a fun process. And we spend <laughs> I, I'll say it's kind of amazing how much time we spend making a set list each night, probably longer
1: than the sound check. <laughs> definitely, definitely, you know, on
4: some of those festival sets, it's longer than the set, <laughs> <laughs> like that's not an exaggeration. <laughs>
1: the captain thing we kind of had to do because we just didn't like no one was ever accountable for like actually signing off completely so and it would be like you know 5 minutes to set time to downbeat or whatever and like Jenna's coming backstage she's like do, do you guys have the set list done and we're like no <laughs> <laughs> we needed like someone just to be a taskmaster okay this is done we can get it to the to our crew they can print it shows relaxed you know
5: yeah i'd say we're getting i i think we're we we started kind of doing that in our uh, rehearsals too like having one person is in charge of keeping track of time and the other three can lose themselves in the time. Cause I think that's the tricky thing about um, about a band that starts off with like, no, just being all sort of, you know, and you kind of watch it in that Beatles movie, you know, you're like, it can easily fall to dysfunction. So I think as we've gotten older, we've tried to figure out like, okay, how do you organize this? You know? As opposed to not making it just, like, sort of... Because, I mean, it, it sort of goes through its flow, right? Like, it's like, the show's going to happen. We're going to make it to the stage. But, you know, we might make it late. And that's not fun for, you know, everybody gets sort of bummed on that. So it's like, got to make it happen, however you make it happen.
2: Will all ten songs from Silver Saturdays make it into the set list? Or are there songs that you don't even remember how you got how you got there on, on the record?
4: Definitely got to do them all. I think they'll all yeah. make
2: it. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And you know what like we yeah like we're saying we're getting together next week to like rehearse this stuff and uh and everybody's like working on it now that's what i spent the morning doing was actually working on alo music <laughs> just <laughs> get ready great.
2: Huh? it's great so after 25 years um as alo not just playing together as dan quickly reminded me um is it still fun is it still fun to get out there and see fans and play and and jam or is it is it sort of you know rot at this point is it just routine at this point or is it still invigorating as fun as it was when you guys started out on the road i'll start with dan
4: yeah it's totally invigorating i don't think you would do it otherwise because it's one of those things where like like shows are so fun you know like they they I mean, I speak for myself, I get like so high from them, you know, like just the connection with the, with the audience and the connection with the band on stage and, and the connection with the lighting designer and the sound engineer and all those things coming together. Um, And, and it's one of those things where like, if you, if you looked at it from a, like the alien came and like looked at a a week on tour for me, they'd be like, Oh, you got to stay up till three in the morning and then jump back in the. Right at 8 a.m. and go to the next thing, and then like wait around for hours and then like sound check for hours, and then do this sweaty workout routine in front of a bunch of people. You know, like it would sound like not good, but but it's like it's it's all the energy you get from it that that just erases all that stuff. So, like, I never think about any of that. It's just you know what I mean. Yeah. But if it wasn't, if that part went away, I think you'd quickly want to find something else to do, wouldn't be worth it.
1: I think we've we've also gotten like a little better at knowing where our our breaking points are, like knowing like how much sleep each person needs, how much mm-hmm. how much privacy, like their own hotel room, like how how much uh, you know what foods we need to eat, and like which venues like did ne- never worked and which venues were the best, and so I, I think as you like move through the years, you kind of refine a lot of those things. So you're ideally you have the opportunity to like to take, to take advantage of the best situation of it all. And, um, I think, I think that's been true for us. I think it, that part's gotten better too. So I, I, yeah, I look forward to it and I think it's, it's comfortable and fun.
2: What's next after this tour? Are you going to, are you going to head back into the studio or are you going to go out this summer and do a bunch of festivals? What What's next for, for the band? I think we're in the process of figuring that out. There's certainly <laughs> a lot more dates coming, coming up, you know,
5: like, um, but uh you know i think we're in the process of figuring that out you know i think we'll probably hit the east coast in august and probably also again in uh late september early october and then from there you know we got to make some decisions and some moves
1: we used to play halloweens and new year's eves and we haven't done that in a while that'd be oh, fun yeah, yeah
5: that's, it's all a balance of figuring out what everybody wants to do you know I, to, to Levo's point, like, I, I'm actually, um, I love the shows, for sure, but I get less invigorated by them, and I get more invigorated by the recording process really? than I used to. You know, like, I get more, like, there's something about that act of, like, well, this being- didn't, <laughs> what's that?
1: If we're being yeah, honest.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, if we're, you know, I mean, I love the, the the live shows, too, and I get definitely, um, but I, I start to, like, lose them in a and i start to just forget them or something you know like they're it's like a process but i don't remember them all you know but whereas like the studio i feel like i don't know there's just something maybe because it's just a shorter amount of time maybe if i was doing that all the time um but it always feels like that's a special uh well here's what it sometimes feels like to me it feels like in the studio the band becomes what it's going to be for like the next chunk of time and then it figures out how to do that live but live it just sort of unfolds whereas the studio is always just this special sort of group carving out you know and i feel like it sets a tone for the future so i'm, I'm always really appreciative of that and i I, lo- I love the way this album came out i was very happy with it
4: you know what it's like the serpent chasing its tail because because this is so funny when you come up on a year it's like Uh, last tour day more we we were like really had the album in mind so we were like out there playing live thinking about the how we were going to approach the studio and came up with this concept that we really want to approach it like as a live band perspective you know for people in a room not worrying about bleed and putting amps in other rooms where we can just like all being there so it really is a weird thing where they yeah they just inform each other like they it's like whatever's proceeding informs the following thing and and then i i think too what zach's talking about too is it's almost like yeah we never have enough time in the studio um so whenever you don't have enough time for something you like want it more too i feel that like i bet these guys feel this too like i've always kind of noticed that in my just sort of like music career of like a band musician and 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 a solo artist, and a sideman. Those are kind of like three things that I do in a way, you know? And whenever... And I, I really love all of them. I, like, I know a lot of musicians who are just one of those things and they don't like the other two things. And I really love all of them. I love, like, leading a band and putting a band together and giving everything, everything they need. I love uh, being a sideman and just, like, being responsible for showing up and playing good guitar and singing what they want me to sing. And, and I love being in a band like ALO where it's totally collaborative. Um, but I find... For me, whenever it gets out of balance, it's like all of one of those things. I start kind of yearning for the other two things. So it's like I've just realized that I don't know if these guys feel that way. But for me, like it's it's important to just keep all those balls in the air all the time. And that's kind of the happiest place.
2: Have your uh, silver jackets become your your superhero suits for this tour? Is that is that the idea when you put those on, you're ready to go and you're in Silver Saturday
3: mode, Ezra? Um, I think so. I mean, we've. I think we're probably going to mostly stick to Saturdays, but I think it does give an extra boost for sure. I always feel real great wearing them. It helps um, to have
5: it... silver underwear that we all wear
3: as well. <laughs> Every <laughs> night. That, people that don't
5: see that, but it's there yeah. giving that extra, extra boost. <laughs> yeah.
3: You know, I was just thinking, playing these songs again on this tour, I hadn't really thought about this before, but, you know, because last tour, last year we were, in the process of kind of we had all these songs that we knew we wanted to record and we were kind of like reining the songs in at during the live process to make them suitable for recording, you know? So we, it was kind of a lot of like going inward and, and and more like editing of the songs to like make them because, you know, there's certain. And now that we've done that, and those versions exist and are about to be shared, on this tour, well, I think it'll be a process of, okay, well, how can we open these songs up again and take them out and, and expand them and evolve? So that'll be true. fun. And yeah, I hadn't really thought about that until this conversation. Well, uh, continued success guys. I've
2: been a fan since day one. And I hate to date us all, but I've been a fan for a very long time. And uh, it's so good to catch up with all of you and see all of your faces again. And uh, certainly when I heard the new record was coming, I reached out to your your manager right away and said, uh, they definitely have to come talk about it. Thanks for the record. It's a ton of fun, continued success, guys, and, and hopefully we'll be able to catch up uh, after the next one and for at least 25 more. So take care, guys. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. Awesome. Be well. Great to see you. Great times with the wonderful guys in ALO. To buy the new record on vinyl or peruse the band's tour schedule, visit alomusic.com. Before we leave you, let's listen to another track off of Silver Saturdays. Here is Sparrow.
0: What's with with all these bones?
1: You've been listening to The Sound Podcast. Technical production by Adam Karsh and Andrea Ruz. Inspired by the music we love. For more, visit thesoundpodcast.com.